Hello friends, welcome to another episode of the Mindful Travel Experience. This episode is special to me simply because it is the fifth episode of this podcast. I know it may not seem big, but I never expected to reach this and I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to be able to do this. I've been having a blast making these meditations and I've received some really nice feedback from you all, so I just want to say thank you. I look forward to continuing to do this for as long as possible. My name is Jifko and today I'll be guiding you to a beautiful view of Mount Fuji from a park found in a small town called Hakone located in Japan. As usual, just a quick introduction of the place before we begin the meditation. Hakone was one of those places for me where I didn't really know what to expect. I thought it was just going to be a quick stop to see a lake and a cool looking tori gate, but actually when I got there, I felt so relaxed and at peace. There was this warm small town atmosphere that fills you with energy instead of taking it away family-owned shops whose owners greeted you with a smile as you walked past them, a lake where you can sit down and take in its views, and the accommodations were super cozy with authentic Japanese-style rooms. Unfortunately, I only spent three nights there, but I hope to go back and spend some more time there in the future. Hakone is part of the Fuji Hakone Izu National Park, less than 100 kilometers from Tokyo. It lies on the peaceful shores of Lake Ashinoko, a lake which was formed from the volcano Mount Hakone after its last eruption 3,000 years ago. Today, the lake with Mount Fuji in the background is the symbol of Hakone. Some other characteristics that make it so special are its hot springs. You'll notice them being offered all around that area. And actually, because of them, this place is a popular rest and relaxation area for those making the journey between Kyoto and Tokyo. During the time I was there, it was actually cherry blossom season. The whole area becomes filled with pink trees. In Japan, there's actually a deep meaning behind them. They symbolize reincarnation, resurrection, and redo of events. Just like a festival here called Hanami, where the people honor the sakura. They use that day to remind themselves that life is short, just like the blooms which come every year for only a couple of weeks. The renewal of the blossom is the symbol of a new beginning. The whole year, people in Japan wait for these days just to see how beautiful these cherry blossoms are. During these days, they meet with friends and family to enjoy each other's company. I remember specifically seeing so many people bringing fresh food, sweets, and alcohol to enjoy under these trees. Another important attraction here in Hakone is the Hakone Shrine. The shrine's history goes back around 1,200 years. It's connected with epic legends of dragons, samurai warriors, and has a beautiful photo spot at its gate, which we will explore in a future episode. An unusual sight that people see here are the pirate ships gliding across the lake surface miles from the nearest ocean, but really these are just touring ships providing those interested with some spectacular views of Mount Fuji. 
And just to mention some very quick facts about Mount Fuji, it's Japan's highest mountain, rising to 12,388 feet or 3,076 meters high. It's a volcano that has been dormant since the last eruption in 1707, but is still generally classified as active by geologists. Mount Fuji has long been one of Japan's famous iconic symbols, contributing to the country's cultural and spiritual geography. Over the years, the peak has evolved from an object of worship to a source of artistic inspiration, having been featured in poetry, literature, and countless art prints. And now, let us move on to the warm-up meditation. The term mindfulness is so popular these days, and it's often used to refer to living in the present moment, to being present and not forgetting the present moment. But it also has a broader meaning, the term mindfulness includes within it the capacity to remember. Remembering what is happening right now and also remembering what is skillful and what is unskillful in the mind. By refining mindfulness in this way, we are better able to discern what qualities of mind bring about suffering in our lives for ourselves and others and which states of mind bring about happiness and peace for ourselves and others. This is the broader meeting, the broader application of mindfulness, both in meditation and our lives. As you begin this sitting, sit comfortably in a dignified posture. With the back straight, but not stiff. Letting the eyes close gently. Settling into your body and feeling the body in the sitting posture. Simply sit and know you're sitting. As you're aware of yourself sitting, you might also begin to know that your body is breathing. Breathing in, know you're breathing in. Breathing out, know you're breathing out. Be open to whatever may be rising. It may be sensations in the body or sounds or thoughts, and when these sensations are not, no longer predominant, return to the whole body, sit and know you're sitting. At different times you may hear different sounds, simply rest in the openness and be aware of how all sounds appear and disappear. When thoughts arise in the mind, as soon as you become aware that you're thinking, make a soft mental note of thinking and notice what happens to that thought. 
The idea in meditation is not to stop thinking, but rather to be aware when we are thinking, to see it as simply another object of mindfulness, noticing how all thoughts arise and pass away. As we're mindful in this way, every aspect of our experience is included in the meditation practice. With all these different objects of meditation, whether the breath, different sensations, thoughts or emotions, it's very helpful to intermittently check the attitude in the mind regarding these different experiences. We can check the attitude in the mind by simply asking that question. From time to time, we can ask, what is the attitude right now? And often the very asking of the question will reveal whether the mind is reactive in some way. Is it liking, disliking, judging, or is it simply being mindful of whatever the experience may be? And with that warm up, let us now move on to the visualization. Imagine yourself sitting on a bench. It's a very simple looking one made from whitewashed wooden planks and two tree stumps as leg supports. You're in a beautiful park, found in a small town called Hakone, located in Japan. It's early in the spring, so the temperature has a sweet balance of coolness and warmth, allowing you to feel comfortable with a short sleeve shirt and pants. And as planned, it's peak cherry blossom season, which automatically douses everything with some extra vibrance and beauty. In front of you is a large yet gentle body of water called Lake Ashinoko. Floating on top of the lake is a large pirate ship doing tours of the area. And on the right side of the lake, you can see a very small red tori gate sitting on the shore, which is the iconic Hakona Shrine, and it's actually quite tall up close. And finally, in the background, overlooking everything, is Japan's tallest mountain and perfect cone-shaped volcano, Mount Fuji, or also known as Fujisan. Usually from here, it's invisible when it's cloudy. Luckily for us, it's a clear day, so it's completely exposed from the park. body has a dark color to it, with its peak being bright white due to it being covered in snow. 
Again, its perfect cone shape makes it very difficult for you to look away, and as a result, you spend some time examining it. As you're focused on the volcano, you suddenly see cherry blossoms in front of you being carried by the wind. Some of them even landing on your lap and the rest onto the ground. You manage to get a closer look at the flower, also known as Sakura in Japan. It's pink with five petals, a small yellow dot in the middle, and there's also multiple mini stems coming out from the center. It really is a beautiful flower. You're reminded of the flower's short lifespan and its meaning which can relate to our own lives. Sometimes you can be enjoying everything and then suddenly in one moment it can all stop. How we interpret this is that we have such a short period to live, so we must live these moments to the fullest. After that thought, you look around to see where the flowers are coming from and notice that on both your sides, there are trees growing them. Now that you're looking around, you can actually see that there's so many of those trees in the park and the whole ground under your feet is completely covered with these cherry blossom flowers. As you further examine the park itself, you can see why people rave about Japanese gardens. Everything is so perfectly arranged and maintained. The bushes are trimmed, the flowers growing in symmetry with each other, and there's unique trees that make you question whether someone somehow made the trees grow in that shape, or if they just naturally grew like that to catch our attention. Absolutely everything around you brings a sense of peace and calmness, making you realize that maybe this is one of the reasons why Japan has the highest life expectancy in the world. Places like this park just fill you with energy and life. And most of Japan actually has places like this. This makes us think deeply, once again, about the importance of living in a place that provides us with those attributes. Even to the smallest extent where you create that ambience in your own home. When you think about Danish people who are known for being happy, they have a word that they live by, that is hygge, which means creating a cozy, comfortable atmosphere and enjoying the good things in life. So maybe the Danes and Japanese are onto something. This just may be one of those keys to living a happier life. You snap back into being in the park and take a couple deep breaths to refocus on the present moment of this picture.
the cherry blossom trees all around you, Lake Ashinoko, the pirate ship, the Tori Gate, Mount Fuji in the background, the perfect garden behind you, and the wind filled with the sakuras. You're aware of it all, grounded, and just resting in this image. And when you're ready, you can gently bring your attention back to yourself sitting, to being in this room, to breathing, and very slowly opening the eyes and examining the world around you. Well guys, I hope you enjoyed that meditation and were able to see the location as accurately as possible. If you found yourself constantly being lost in thought and losing focus, that's completely normal and okay. The more you do these meditations, the better you'll get at traveling to these spots. Just like everything in life, practice makes perfect. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into the mindful travel experience. And most importantly, don't ever forget to thank yourselves for showing up to nurture your mind and soul with a meditation. If you like what you heard, subscribe to the podcast so you can continue traveling with me on a weekly basis to more amazing places around the world. You can also check us out online at themindfultravelexperience.com. There you will find travel stories, tips, and guides. And there's also articles related to wellness and awareness. See you again soon and remember to be mindful, my friends.